I'm James Milley. And I'm Alex Mito. And this is The Artist Business Plan. Your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs hosted by Superfine Art Fair. Hello, business artists. You're listening to The Artist Business Plan, which means you are certifiably awesome. I'm James Milley, co-founder of Superfine Art Fair, the most widespread art fair for independent artists in the U.S., and one of the top resources to learn about all things art. Today, we've got Brent Estabrook back here with us. Brent is going to share his thoughts on expanding an arts business beyond original pieces. I'm very excited to hear what he has to say, but first, I've got an amazing offer here just for you ABP listeners. Artists, have you ever felt anxious, alone, and unsure about the next move in your career? Good news, those days are over. Since 2015, we've spent thousands of hours developing the best art fair model for independent artists just like you who want to take control of your career, build your collector list, and make a real sustainable income from your art. Superfine started with the connection between artists and an eager, empowered, qualified buying audience. So many alternatives didn't provide any real value for the artists who spent their precious time, hard-earned money, and major effort mounting and exhibiting their work without the results to back it up. And that meant that it was time for something new. For seven years, Superfine has focused on breaking down these barriers and creating sustainable economic opportunities for artists to build careers from our fair. To find your place at a Superfine fair, simply visit www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. Don't miss the chance to be part of the top business artist community in the world. Oh, and when you mention the artist business plan, you'll receive $150 credit on your booth, no matter what size or city you choose. So that's $150 off. Go online to www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art to set up your qualification call with James and get started selling your art with Superfine today. Again, that's www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. All right, so we are back here with Brent Estabrook. Brent is an American artist known for his large-scale oil paintings of stuffed animals. Born in Arizona and raised in Seattle, he holds a Bachelor of Studio Arts from the University of Arizona and a Doctorate of Dental Surgery from the University of Louisville. With a playful yet meticulous approach, Estabrook combines surgical uh, precision with a childlike sense of joy, creating textured and vibrant compositions. His artistic journey began by turning frustration over student debt into paintings of enlarged currencies, leading to a career breakthrough. Through a series of colorful skulls, he developed his distinctive style, exploring brushwork and color palette. The series Perpetual Recess, initiated in 2015, firmly established him in the art world. Since then, Estabrook has exhibited in notable art fairs across the United States and was recently featured in the Long Beach Museum of Arts exhibition, Creature Comforts, in 2022. Currently based in Los Angeles, Estabrook continues to captivate audiences with his evocative artwork. Welcome back to the Artist Business Plan, Brent. Thank you. Good to talk to you again, James. Absolutely. Uh, Now, we've already asked you what the earliest memory that you have of art is in a previous episode, which listeners can check out afterwards. Um, So to help new listeners of ABP get to know you a little better, what inspired you to make children's toys the subject of your art? Mm, um, So, okay. So I, I look at kids with envy because if you ever look at, you know, look at a, an eight year old, 
uh, create something. They are really creating in the moment. Uh, they're, and I know they're doing it because that's what they love doing right at that moment. And I, I want to recapture that kind of uh, joy in life. Um, and I hope through it kind of inspire others to, you know, pursue um, the things they really, really love doing in life. Uh, I just think kids are such a great example of, of doing these things and stuffed animals are such a great representation of childhood. I could not agree more. And, and I love that you're recapturing this, this childhood joy, just kind of this, uh, uh, you know, simplicity, you know, not, not overthinking things. I think adults have a tendency to overthink. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> our, our biggest enemies are ourselves and it's us overthinking and overanalyzing and over critiquing ourselves. And I'm my, you know, my, my art, art and life are kind of one and the same to me because I, I do it so often, but really through art, I'm teaching myself to live more in the moment, uh, not, not care so much about what others think and just, just be, uh, just be present. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for anyone listening, definitely make sure to check out Brent's work. Uh, you can Uh, look at it on Instagram at Brent Estabrook uh, while you're listening to this episode. Uh, Artists oftentimes find that uh, helpful to to watch and listen at the same time. Um, (laughs) But anyway, uh, let's go ahead and dive into today's topic, Brent. So first off, uh, so from sketches to sculptures, murals to coloring books, you have stretched your arts business to include a ton of merchandise, collectibles, and original pieces. What made you take the leap into diversifying your portfolio this way? Mm, okay, I'm uh, I'm great at giving really long winded long winded answers, so uh, so bear with me if I if I go off on on a bit of a tangent. But um, I kind of I, I had a big uh, I get I don't necessarily want to uh, we don't have to get into it, but I had a pretty big uh, career shift um, in the past year and i really uh i really started looking at my art career a lot differently and you know for a long time like i'm a painter's painter like i if if you gave me the opportunity i could lock myself away in a room and paint the rest of my life and i'd be insanely happy doing it uh but i realize you can't really uh not only can't you grow in life you know, but you also can't grow in an art career doing that. And I've now kind of realized the the bigger and larger I get in the art world, the bigger positive impact I can have in the art world. And that was kind of one of the real pivotal uh, thoughts I had that, uh, to be honest, I didn't have for a long time in, in my life. Um, but now I see, and now I kind of see, you know, you look at uh, big artists like, um, I take any of the big artists, uh, Damien Hirst, Mirakami, uh, George, uh, George Condo may not be a great example of this, but, um, to, they, they've grown such massive careers and all the amazing artistic things they get to do and create. Um, I want to be a part of that. I want to, I want to do that. And I want to see how big of a positive impact I can make by doing that, you know, through art. And so I realized um, I had to scale. And, uh, and so I went through this kind of, uh, real challenging 
time because again, I'm the the thing I value most in art is the the process of creating art. So doing the painting. So I've I tried for a while having assistants, you know, help me with painting portions um, and realize, oh, okay, uh, that's not for me. Like, why would I pay somebody else to do something that I love? Um, and I, I'm, I hold my art very sacred. So I like, I like, uh, you know, touching every aspect of my, let's say oil paintings, for example. So then I had to think, okay, well, for the time being, I don't see myself scaling with, you know, adding a bunch of assistants to help me create more paintings. Um, so I started to think of, okay, what are some other ways I can start to scale? And probably the first one I went down um, is, you know, sculptures is a great way to do it because, you know, you create the original uh, clay sculpture, whatever you make it out of, you turn it into uh, bronze, you know, you work with a foundry to turn it into bronze. Now, I do normally editions of eight. After you do that first clay sculpture, the foundry is basically making the rest of them. You know, as an artist, you go and check the proofs, but uh, it's a lot more hands-off. So it's a, it's a great way to create more fine art with, you know, not too much more time, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's a lot of really valuable insight that I'm hearing here. So first of all, with going back to the, the assistants helping with the painting, right? You know, mm -hmm. that is the part that you love the most of your art is, is actually creating the art. And I'm sure a lot of artists can share that sentiment. And so that, that's, that might be something worth holding sacred, like you said, and then, and then scaling in other ways. Um, I think that the other exciting thing is with scaling with a different medium, like you're saying sculpture or merchandise, it's you're getting to explore more ways to to you know bring creative uh, works into the world, whether it's literally art or or something adjacent to it. Um, so I think that as an artist who maybe you you love what you do, but maybe it's it always feels kind of exactly the same. Uh, it's giving you a chance to diversify for yourself as well, and and you know totally. Kind of, like have a more fulfilling art career. So I, I think that's, that's, I, for a long time, I was stuck in the mindset that the only way to scale in art is to have some, you know, uh, have a bunch of assistants, you know, create more paintings for you. And, but I realized there is an infinite way to scale in the art world. Um, I'm even, <laughs> this is very, very far down the road. I'm even thinking, uh, teddy bear chocolates, um, like my own chocolate brand. Uh, in the future, but, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, do you know what turtles are? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I want to make my version of turtles, but I'm going to call them bears, but little different ingredients, but we don't need to get into that. That's, that's so far down the road. But, uh, but after, um, you know, the sculptures was kind of, I'd say one of the first things that I guess I thought of scaling and I'm going to backtrack a little bit. So I've, I've kind of always been in the fine art world and I, uh, you know, how you def define the fine art world is um, you'd get a million different answers, but I, I used to only look at it as oil paintings and sculptures. And I was a little bit, um, you know, for lack of a better word, afraid to branch out into other things because, you know, you hear people talk about like, Oh, you're getting so commercial or, 
uh, you know, you're, it's a money grab. Um, I totally don't see it that way. I, I think if you, as an artist, if you authentically pursue something creative that you're very interested in, uh, that's a worthy endeavor. Uh, and so don't let the, you know, the stuck up, the nose up art world tell you that it's commercial or, or whatever. Like do, do whatever the hell you want. Like, uh, <laughs> you, you know, know I mean? the, the best example that we always give is with museums. Like they, they're oftentimes looked at as the highest form of art but they also all have a museum gift shop. <laughs> it's great like, example. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's always uh, when when you look at at these these uh, businesses uh, that are what so many artists strive to be a part of, uh, they are also having this uh, commercial component to it. It doesn't mean that the art itself has to become less commercial. It's just you are you're expanding your own. Uh, offer you're you're creating things that more people can enjoy so there's there's nothing yeah. to be ashamed of for that yeah and it's it's from a from a business standpoint it's great because um uh, my oil paintings are expensive and out of reach for a lot of people but you know my coloring books are very obtainable for people um you know uh my my plushies are obtainable so it's it's nice to because I'm sure there's a lot of artists out there, you know, especially painters that probably have a lot of fans but can't collect their oil paintings but would love something from them and would love to support them. And uh, so kind of, I mean, really one of the big first breakthroughs you kind of have to have as an artist, which in some respects is easier said than done, is kind of getting out of that mindset that uh, you can branch off and try other things. And, you know, honestly, you may... Some things may fail, but those failures are going to be your biggest growth opportunities where you're going to learn the most. So the next thing you do is going to be super successful. Um, yeah, it's been a fun. It, I, it has been exhilarating thinking of all these new creative ways to expand what I'm doing and have a larger reach um, in the world. Uh, it's, I totally see it as a whole new creative endeavor I get to you know, spend my life pursuing. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I'm I'm excited to try the chocolate for sure. <laughs> uh, but, um, no, definitely. Just just kind of having that ability to branch out is again, it, it, it as as creative as as innately creative as the art itself is. Being able to you know kind of think beyond that as well can, it's just exciting. It's a, it's a way to you know kind of branch out a bit. Um, but very cool. Um, so the, the next question that we have for you. So when you were curious about expanding your arts business, who do you talk to and what resources did you use uh, to determine the best practices for yourself? Mm. Hmm. You know, a, amazing book that um, so I have two really good artist friends, uh, Michael Brandrup and Matt Gondek. I don't have you ever had them on your podcast? Um, uh, Michael, yes, yes. Michael actually, oh. he did a mural for our art fair, uh, back in 2016. Uh, I actually have a print of his. <laughs> so, oh, nice. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. an amazing, pr I, I love, I love him. He's such a great person to be around because he's, uh, him and his brother have a saying. They say they, uh, spend all day brainwashing each other with positivity, which I love. But anyways, um, we share a lot of, uh, we have a little kind of group chat and we share books 
and uh, podcasts that we enjoy listening to. And uh, Michael Brandrup shared this book to Matt Gondek and I called uh, Scale or Fail. And it's a short read, but it is an incre- it's a business book, but it's so applicable to an art business as well. And it's an amazing uh, short book to read to really kind of understand, I guess, the, um, how to scale uh, and kind of why it's, in, why it's, yeah, it's really, it's scale or fail. Like you could, I guess you could tread water and be at the same place your entire life if you want. But if you do have ambitions to scale, this is a great book to read. I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. <laughs> um, oh, it's and that, awesome. You, you also brought up another really good point is a lot of times artists don't associate a business book with something that would apply to their art. And, you know, art definitely has a lot of specific nuances. Like sometimes I get frustrated when I feel like uh, a lot of, um, you know, books or, or podcasts or whatever about business, it feels like they're always talking about like, business coaching or like, you know, <laughs> nutritional supplements or something. I'm like, I'm like, does this apply to art? But then it does. It does. You might have to like, you know, uh, like read between the lines a little bit, but it mm-hmm. totally is applicable. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, um, I, it's one of the, it's kind of a, um, I see it now as a blessing, but kind of blessing and curse of the art world is there's no guidebook to it. Right. Like every artist has their own path. Um, and at first that's a little daunting, right? You don't really know where to go, what to do next. But, uh, once you realize it's a strength, damn, it is the biggest strength ever. Um, I thought of another, uh, answer to your question though, that, uh, talking about Michael Brandrup and Matt Gondek, it's, um, having other artists, friends, especially both of them are, very successful. They are the greatest resources ever. Um, having trusted friends that will tell you kind of things that work, things that didn't work. Like we have a very, uh, open communication between the three of us. And I'll tell you, I get most of my advice from those two. And, you know, that is something that I also, I, I love about the art world. Um, so when I, when I talk to artists, uh, for the art fair, one of the main things that I hear from artists is that they are so excited to meet other artists. And mm-hmm. you would think that artists are competitors, right? Like you're all trying to sell the same thing. Um, however, because art is just, it's so unique. It's not like, oh, I'm doing exactly the same thing, but like mine's less expensive or something like that. It's mm-hmm. like, like it's so unique that it kind of takes away that need to be so competitive with each other and then artists just end up being so supportive for each other. So exactly like you're saying with, uh, with Michael and his, um, uh, and his brother, it's, uh, that's fantastic that, you know, you, you just have this, um, this support system for each other. Yeah. My, um, my manager now also has like a group chat between Michael Brandrup's manager and Matt Gondek's manager, and they share <laughs> information, uh, fantastic. which I love. Um, yeah, I, it's, I always say there's, there's room for everybody at the top. Like if you're good in art, uh, there's room for you. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. 
Um, so la- uh, next question, not last question. <laughs> next question we have for you. Uh, so with the abundance of work that you have produced and keep producing, uh, what is the purpose behind doing solo shows and exhibiting your work with other organizations? Mm. Um, yeah, so this is, so right now I'm in London for three months. I'm uh, the artist and resident at Maddox Gallery right now. Uh, it's amazing. I got, they gave me this whole studio in the middle of uh, Mayfair um, that I get to create in. But one of the big, okay, there's there's two things I'd like to say about this. Um, one of the, I guess, obvious big benefits to working with other galleries is they have a unique collector base that you get introduced to. Um, the other is, you know, I tell people the best benefit to being in the art world is the people you meet. Like I've met so many incredible people through this. And now I've met so many incredible people at Maddox in London and uh, Jay, the, the owner, like I got, you know, to me, one of the most valuable things in the world, I got new friends. Um, so it's, uh, it's relationships. I, I just gained a ton of new relationships from, you know, some of their collectors to the whole Maddox team and, you know, the, the friends of the people, the Maddox team. So I'm, I know a lot of artists probably aren't extroverts and I'm, I'm not one either, but, um, if you're, (laughs) if you're a social artist, uh, as we all know, it's relationships mean everything. Um, you know, they're the, uh, you want to get to the top, uh, build, really good relationships with people. Yum. Yum. That's and probably the most important thing <laughs> to be honest. Absolutely. And you know, both with, with collectors, but also with other people in the art industry, artists, gallerists, other people who are going to support your career, you know, first talking about the collectors, right? Like, you know, selling art, it really is, is even though you can look at it as a product, right? It is a thing that you are selling. However, it's not just you have a customer, like you have a client, you know, when you have a new collector, that is someone that you should be nurturing that relationship with. And, um, and, and then they're going to continue supporting you long-term, whether they buy multiple pieces from you, or they're going to introduce you to other people, regardless, it's super valuable to, to maintain that relationship. And then same with, with other people in the art industry, you know, for support, for guidance, for introducing you to other people, you know, having those uh, relationships is is also huge. So you you are a hundred percent right there that relationships in the art world are are so key. Like so many guests that we have on the podcast, so many uh, artist advisors uh, that we've spoken with, they all say the same thing: is that it, it comes down to the relationships. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's like in every business. I think that's the case. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I would yeah. say, uh, the most, uh, successful life, and I'm not talking financially successful. I'm just talking happiness. Successful is a life f- filled with great relationships. I would agree with that. <laughs> I think yeah. we can all, I think we can all appreciate that after having so much time where we, we haven't been able to connect with people. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those relationships, it, it makes a huge difference versus, you know, just being 
at home or in your studio making art and mm-hmm. posting on your website or social media. It's, you know, getting that, that actual connection with someone is, is so huge. Yep. Um, all right. Well, we're going to come right back and Brent is going to share his approaches uh, or, or how he approaches unfinished or abandoned work, which I think pretty much every artist probably has at least a couple pieces of. Um, but first, a message from our sponsors. Artist, not sure about the next move in your career? Whether you're a talented emerging artist or a nine to five career artist looking for an upgrade, Superfine Art Fair is the boost you've been waiting for. Showcasing top quality work with the highest level of production in the industry, Superfine has been continually developed over the past seven years to become the number one art fair for independent artists in the United States. If you want to make lifelong connections with collectors, if you're willing to learn new methods of marketing, and if you're able to make a plan and execute on it, then you're going to fit right in with our business artist community. From the east to the west, there are plenty of opportunities to expand your arts career with Superfine. To apply for a Superfine art fair near you, visit www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. Mention the artist business plan during your qualification call and we'll take an additional $150 off of your booth fee for any city and any fair that you choose. We can't wait to welcome you to the Superfine community and start helping you sell more art today. All right, so Brent, what do you do with the quote-unquote failed pieces, the mistakes, and the, the ones that you that don't generate the same kind of buzz that you hoped um, hoped would? Hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, huh. My manager must have sent this question <laughs> uh, because I've never. I'll be honest. I don't. Uh, Okay, I'll give you the I'll give you the quick answer from me, but I'll I do have I guess some some words of advice. Um, I don't really have a piece I've ever abandoned. Uh, with oil paint, you, you can kind of always you know you you can always paint over paintings, and I I've kind of found, and I'm personally speaking, I can always kind of turn something into something, um, but kind of a practice I've been oh, sorry uh, <laughs> sorry that's right uh, kind of a practice I've been doing more and more of that's I guess made me a lot more efficient in creating is uh, this all goes back to being more in the moment and not being hypercritical of you know every brush stroke you're doing but um, I just I saw a great little clip on social media from uh George Kondo. And he was, it was, uh, the caption was like, what advice would you give to a young artist? And it was um, paint first and think later. And basically said, you know, don't try to think your way through a painting, just do it and kind of analyze it afterwards. Um, And then, you know, take your next steps, but don't try to think before you do it. Because if, uh, like I'm sure most artists, you can think for eternity about what you're going to do and never do anything. And it's kind of a, I don't know, a mantra or motto. I kind of, I, I put in my head that even when I'm maybe, uh, maybe it's uncomfortable to create, or I don't really know where I'm going. I just kind of, I do it because I know creativity will eventually find me and help me you know, push me through and create the piece. Um, 
Yeah, but it, I know it's way it's way easier said than done. I know how much of a struggle that can be sometimes. Totally. But, you know, like you said earlier on, you know, we are our own worst enemies, uh, just mm-hmm. kind of letting our, our overthinking getting in the way of, of that uh, just kind of natural creativity. You know, I think that, you know, as artists, so frequently we we end up just needing to trust ourselves. Like, especially when you've made enough work, you have a certain amount of intuition with creating. Um, and the biggest obstacle to that is you overthinking. So many artists that I talk to, oh yeah, they ask, how do you know when a piece is finished? Right. And it's, <laughs> it's, you know, if you're, if that's where you're going with it, like you're, 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 you're overthinking. So <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a great, that's a great point. Uh, you, you know, I don't know if you'd get that. I'm trying to think if, it, if an artist would ever even ask that question, because I know somebody who's, uh, even like a beginner artist, I think you get that in, you'll get that intuition fairly early on in your art journey. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think it's with the, the creation process, right? Like you have a drive to be making something it's it's in your head to some capacity like and as you're as you're creating it like the vision usually at least um becomes clearer and clearer and so i think that as an artist you kind of you get that feeling you know when when you're like okay okay this is this is what i i'm uh wanting to create i i'm i don't yep. want to touch it anymore <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yep Cool. All right. Well, uh, this has been a really uh, helpful conversation, I would say, uh, for our business artists. Let's go ahead and bring it home for our listeners with one last question. What new projects are you working on now and where can people see your work in person? Mm. Okay. So you can see my work in person. There's two locations right now. If you're in London, um, I'm going to be here for two more months till August, I'll be here till August 25th in uh, the Maddox Gallery and Shepherd Market. Um, kind of, it's in the Mayfair area. Um, and so in here, I'm creating, I brought out, so I'm kind of showcasing five different series right now. I'm showcasing my quilts, uh, my crazy stuffed animals, um, my fur faces, uh, my bronze sculpture and a new series, which, well, it's new in the sense of I'm, I'm kind of debuting it out here are my uh, little monster series. And they're kind of, uh, yeah, you'll see them on my Instagram. Um, they're really fun. Uh, I actually just finished painting one (laughs) right before this podcast. Um, but that's where you can find me. Uh, that's what I'm working on. Um, there's all sorts of, I got all sorts of stuff. Like I just, uh, released, um, my smiles plushie on my birthday and, uh, my team and I are kind of getting ready for our next, uh, collectible launch, which I, I can't talk about yet, but, um, you'll hear about it on my, my social media soon. Amazing. Well, it sounds like the first step, uh, if you aren't already, uh, definitely go ahead and follow Brent again at Brent Estabrook on Instagram. Uh, that's where you're going to be able to see all of his, uh, exhibitions, upcoming, uh, 
upcoming uh, collectible launches. Uh, but that's super exciting to hear, Brent. Again, I love everything that you're doing. Uh, thank you again for being on the podcast. Uh, and for everyone listening, uh, you can check out this episode and all of our past podcasts on our website at superfine.world. Uh, again, to connect with Brent, follow his Instagram at Brent Estabrook. Uh, you can also check us out on Instagram at superfineartfair, and you can share uh, whenever you're listening to and enjoying the artist business plan. Also, we'd love it if you left a review on Apple Podcasts when you get the chance. That helps our other artists, entrepreneurs find resources like us. Uh, as always, I'd like to wrap up by sharing a quick quote with you all. Uh, this quote is by Richard Bach. To bring anything into your life, imagine that it's already there. Again, Brent, Ooh. thank you so much uh, for joining <laughs> us on yet another episode of the Artist Business Plan. Yeah, thank you. That was great, James. Of course. Everyone else, have an awesome rest of your day. And remember to stay on top of your Artist Business Plan. Get out there and make it happen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan. Hosted by me, Alex Mito. And me, James Milley. Join us each week to hear leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas discuss tips and tricks designed to help you thrive and sell more art. To listen to this episode and all of our past episodes, just visit www.superfine.world and click The Artist Business Plan. And we love to hear what you have to say, so just follow us on Instagram at superfineartfair and shoot us a message just to let us know you're listening. Want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Go to www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. Until next time, keep listening, keep creating, and keep up your artist business plan.